What happens when you get the world's top interviewer together with the world's top evangelist? You get a book something like today's. Hi, my name is Terence and I'm your host for Reading and Readers, a podcast where I review Christian books for you. Today, I review Billy Graham, Candid Conversations with a Public Man by David Frost. 224 pages published by David C. Cook in August 2014. I got this book for free from Faith Life, but it's not free for you, just for me. Okay, I... Actually, I don't know how this deal works. Uh, I got it in the email and maybe it's only offered to those who are in their mailing list because uh, when I check today, this book is not offered for free in Faith Life. It's offered for $11.99. And in case you're wondering, it's offered in Amazon Kindle for $9.89. But it's nice to have it for free. I guess the lesson here is to get on Faith Life's mailing list to get free book deals. And uh, in case you don't know, Crossway does the same thing. Uh, today, I checked my email and uh, I downloaded two free books from Crossway. The Whole Armor of God by Ian M. Duguid and The Case for Life by Scott Klusendorf. So it's nice to be in their mailing list. And if you know of anybody else, publishers and so on, who are also giving free books, uh, please let me know. Contact me and then I'll just put myself in their mailing list as well. So... Uh, back to the free Billy Graham book from Faith Life. And I'm, I'm glad I got this free book when I did. Because after reviewing a few heavy books recently, I mean, I reviewed uh, Dale Ralph Davis's commentary on Daniel. Uh, and I also, before that, I also reviewed Matt Rhodes' manifesto on modern missions. So there's a bit of controversy among missionaries there. And uh, sometime before that, I also uh, reviewed Rula Kori Mansour's Theology of Reconciliation, which is uh, looking at uh, conflicts within the church, which is difficult enough, but a conflict within the church, within the Palestinian Baptist Church in Israel. So that was a very interesting uh, look. So after reviewing those, reading and reviewing those are very heavy books. Uh, it's a welcome change of pace to read something lighter. To read a book on a simple country preacher who preaches a simple gospel. That's how Billy Graham uh, described himself and his work. On the cover of this book, it says, I quote, Most people know Billy Graham the preacher. Many know Billy Graham the author. In this remarkable book, Graham reveals a personal side that few have seen before. End quote. And the one who reveals that personal side is the man who needs no introduction, the equally famous Sir David Frost, the legendary TV interviewer. David who? <laughs> Billy Graham, I know, but who is David Frost? And I realize that it is my ignorance that is showing, but perhaps to some listeners, Frost is a man who does need some, a tiny bit of introduction. Maybe he's not a familiar name to those who live in one side of the ocean, or perhaps one side of a generation. So let's, let me introduce a bit on David Frost. He was a British interviewer, he has since passed away, and he was known for history-making interviews. 
a British Larry King, if you like. But better than Larry King, because none of Larry King's interviews got made into an Oscar-nominated movie. Um, David Frost interviewed Richard Nixon, and that movie was titled Frost Nixon. And that famous interview elevated Frost into the stratosphere of interviewers and brought down Nixon, who must have thought he could go no further down after Watergate. And it just so happens, or as I prefer to call it, providentially, I finished today's book, the Billy Graham book, in the same week as Watergate's 50th anniversary. Now, that's got to be something, right? There's something happening over here. Watergate, Frost Nixon, Frost Graham. So I thought that I should watch the movie. And I thought it, that it would be like A Few Good Men, that movie with uh, Tom Cruise, where he uh, got Jack Nicholson to confess, okay, with uh, some scheme and, 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 and drama and so on. So I was expecting maybe something like that, but, uh, but on, on Watergate. And between thinking that Frost would do that through some scheme or tactic uh, to get this um, Richard Nixon to confess. Well, the movie doesn't work that way. And uh, as much as I am tempted, I won't review that movie. Uh, the reason I mention the movie is because it sheds insight on the author. Okay? Because what I saw on screen was the power of questions dramatized. And clearly, in, though in that movie, um, questions can be very powerful. And we know this. If a counsellor says, uh, you have told me what happened, now tell me how do you feel? And then the floodgates just opens up and then you are <laughs> just blubbering <laughs> about your feelings and then uh, get some catharsis or, or feeling better afterwards. Uh, that's the power of questions. Or consider this question when an evangelist calls out, when you stand before a holy God, what will you say to get into heaven? What will you say to God? Or when you are by yourself and then you are just reflecting on your life and perhaps the tragedies uh, that weigh so heavily upon us, sometimes the, the, these three questions could be a life-transforming uh, moment. Who am I? Am I a failure? Am I the product of uh, my family's history? Am I a child of God? So questions are very, very powerful. And, and that's what I noticed when I saw David Frost, the interviewer, and, uh, and also translates into this book. But in the movie, the artistic uh, license version okay, of David Frost, and also the real guy, when I look at snippets of his interviews with Mikhail Gorbachev, Benazir Bhutto, Paul McCartney, Ron Howard, and many other rich, powerful, famous people, I noticed this one thing. They all expect Frost to ask the big, difficult questions. But yet, <laughs> I, I'm wondering, why did they choose to be there? In fact, they are all uh, rushing forward uh, to, to get interviewed by David Frost. 
And I think, I think that they chose to be there so that they can answer those questions in a frame of sincerity. Okay, the video camera records this moment as a sincere moment because that's what you're supposed to get with David Frost. You get a private setting. You just have two guys having a nice chat, a candid conversation. But it's for public revelation. So something to be revealed to the public. So I found that David Frost, in him, for himself, is an interesting man. So we have uh, two interesting people here. We have uh, David Frost, the legendary TV interviewer. And uh, we can look at the book he wrote, uh, which is based on the interviews he had with another interesting character, uh, Billy Graham. So let's open up the book and see what do we have. All right. So first, first we have a forward from Billy Graham's grandson, Tulian Chitvidian. Okay, I might have mispronounced that, but Chitvidian. Okay, so Tulian. He writes, I quote, Reading about my grandfather's doubts and failures in black and white offers a refreshing view of his life and his relationship with Jesus and demonstrates the unmerited grace of God for all of us. In these pages, Daddy Bill talks with David Frost about the things he wished he never said, his failures as a parent, as well as those difficult questions he feels he will never be able to answer on this side of heaven. End quote. Next, we have a preface from David Frost, the, the author himself, and this was surprisingly written in 1997. 1997, and this is odd because this book was published in 2014. So why was it published so late? And then I went to read up a bit more on the, on, on this, uh, on the people. Uh, David Frost passed away in 2013, the year before this book was published. So uh, his people got it published after his death. Uh, David Frost passed away at the age of 74. And uh, five years after David Frost in 2018, Billy Graham passed away at the age of 99. So that's a, a bit of trivia uh, for you all. So this book was uh, published quite uh, late, and, but it was written very early. So here's the thing, okay? And uh, since it was written in 1997, and I would say even since it was published in 2014, we have newer books on Billy Graham. I mean, Billy Graham himself wrote Nearing Home, Life, Faith, and Finishing Well in 2013. So he wrote this. And uh, he also wrote another book um, two years later in 2015. He wrote, uh, Where Am I? Heaven, Eternity, and Our Life Beyond. So if you are interested in Billy Graham, and there are many newer books around, there is, a, there is the question, why read reflections of musty old interviews? And the publisher, David C. Cook, wrote in the introduction, I quote, Our only question on whether to publish this, was in regards to the relevance of the interviews. That is, were they still timely? We should have known better from the start. In reviewing the footage, we found that far from being dated, they were more relevant now than 
ever. End quote. Far from being dated, they were more relevant now than ever. And this relevance is clearly seen in how the book is organized. It is not organized chronologically by the first interview followed by the second. Instead, it is organized topically, showing what Billy Graham himself said on this or that topic. And uh, you can judge for yourself whether it is relevant. Chapter 1 is titled Billy Graham on Faith in God. Chapter 2 is Billy Graham on Family and Marriage. And the pattern continues. Uh, on three, chapter 3 is on politics. 4 is uh, preaching, evangelism, and the Bible. 5 is on pain and suffering. 6, presidents. 7, sin and temptation. 8, moral and social issues. 9 is titled Billy Graham on Billy Graham. And the last chapter is Billy Graham on end times and heaven. Finally, in the book, we have an epilogue and a timeline of Billy Graham's life. Again, this book is based on Frost's interviews with Graham, but it is not pages and pages of interview transcripts. Instead, uh, it's kind of like, um, you know how, you, how it feels like or how it's like after reading a good biography? You spend the next few days, weeks, reflecting on the person's life. In this case, instead of reading a book, Frost is reading the man. He sees the man in front of him, he has spoken to him, and now he's reflecting on his experiences with Billy Graham. And he reflects not just on the many interviews he conducted with him, he also comments on interviews Graham did with Larry King and Phil Donahue, uh, speeches that Graham made, at the, for example, at the Oklahoma City bombing, and uh, books and articles others have written on Graham. So it's a bit light in that sense, but he does interact with different parts of uh, Billy Graham's public uh, image. So he is thinking about Billy Graham and he selects excerpts from uh, his uh, Frost's interviews to flesh out the, the man to the reader, to, to let us see a part of Billy Graham that may not have been uh, highlighted or obvious from his other public um, uh, statements. For example, consider this exchange, I quote, uh, Frost asks, you have been battling Parkinson's disease for three years or so. Now, is God responsible for that? Graham replies, I don't know. He allows it, and he allows it for a purpose that I may not know. I think everything that comes to our lives, if we are true believers, God has a purpose and a plan. And many of these things are things that cause suffering or inconvenience or whatever. But it helps to mature me because God is molding and making me in the image of his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ suffered more than any man that ever lived because when he was on that cross, he was bearing the sins that you and I have committed. He was guilty of adultery. He was guilty of murder. He was guilty of everything you can think of. And he was guilty of our sins. Now, he suffered in a way that we could never understand. Frost continues and he says, But, I mean, for instance, I thank God for having three sons. Graham affirms, yeah. Frost pushes it further and says, But maybe that's not logical, really, because if I am thanking God for three healthy sons, 
Should the parents of a Down syndrome baby be blaming God? End quote. And the two continue back and forth. I mean, I'm just giving you a snippet of what type of conversations that they have. It's not just giving Graham an opportunity to express his belief. Frost pushes him, presses the issue in that same uh, I mean, I just clipped it, you see. But in that same uh, interview excerpt, uh, Frost actually asked later on, how should parents of a deformed child look at their situation? He asked, if you don't blame God for ill health, you can't thank him for good health, can you? Uh, having said that, it, it's not an inquisition. Frost is never hostile to Graham or, frankly, any of his interviewees. Uh, Frost is always respectful, but he wants to draw out a part of Billy Graham that the public may not know, but want to know. So let's look at another chapter. Okay, that was one on pain and suffering. Let's look at another chapter in chapter 8, Billy Graham on moral and social issues. Here, Frost recounts their interview in 1970 on the topic of race relations in the United States. Listen and let's see what you think. Graham says, One of the things that disturbs me in the United States at the moment is there's a certain element in the black community, a small element to be sure, that wants separatism. For example, I know a university right now where the dormitories are completely integrated, but where the blacks are saying, no, we want our own dormitory, we want our own classes, we want separatism. Now, whether this is going to be the beginning of something that will grow, I hope not, because I think the only hope for America to settle her race problem is an integrated society. But there are those today that don't agree with that, in the black community as well as the white community. And whether they will gain momentum or not, I don't know. End quote. What came to your mind as you listened to this? Black Lives Matter? Critical race theory? Is Billy Graham among the prophets? <laughs> Is he speaking prophetically of the future, 50 years later from where he was? Consider this exchange also. I quote, Graham here is speaking, It seems to me that we have got extremists, David, the extreme right and the extreme left that are almost irreconcilable. And we've got a group of people now that really believe in the violent overthrow of the government. Now, they do not have any system that they would like to substitute. They have come forward with no plan as yet. They just want to destroy. And I don't know whether you can carry on a dialogue with this type of person or not. I don't. Some of them I know. They'll talk to me. Some of them will. And I've met with them several times. And I just find that it's almost impossible to reason. They're not interested in reason. They're not interested in dialogue. They're not interested in sitting down quietly and talking about the problem. They're interested in disruption, in violence, in destruction to bring down the system. And uh, Frost uh, responds to this, okay? Um, I quote, but, but then, if you come in a little from that to, to, on the one hand, people like hard hats, and on the other hand, you know, protesting, protesting students who are protesting violently, but really passionately against the system in some way or another. How do you bring those two groups together? I mean, given that you never bring a Ku Klux Klan man together with a really violent weatherman. You know what I mean. 
but how do you bring closer together a right-wing hard hat and a left-wing student? End quote. So again, I wish I can do impressions, but I can't. <laughs> and uh, But as you read this, don't you find it relevant? That's the word that was posed in the beginning, right? Is it still relevant? And I find that what they are talking about... Uh, wherever this was uh, 50 years uh, earlier, 1970, yes, 1970, it's still relevant today. The Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. 50 years on, how true that statement is. Now, I want to point out that most of this book, okay, what you is what you would expect. You have Graham on marriage, B.D. Graham on pain and suffering, now, those questions are interesting, and, but I could say that they are standard fare in any Christian conference Q&A. Um, they'll ask things like, uh, the, why does a good God uh, allow evil, that sort of thing. So, so those are standard fare to uh, preachers and pastors, and we still want to read the book. We still want to read the book because we want to see, we want to hear what, how does Graham, how does Billy Graham answer those questions. So there's still some value in this book even though the questions are standard. There are some, some questions that are unique to Billy Graham, uh, things that other preachers and pastors may not be able to, to they will not, be not hear. For example, Frost asked Billy Graham on Richard Nixon because uh, Billy Graham and Richard Nixon were very close friends. And you also have a whole chapter on presidents and Billy Graham was a friend, a spiritual advisor to so many presidents. And um, he also, Billy Graham, also talks to Frost about being famous. And uh, you just gave me even the most famous guy today. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know, John MacArthur or infamous. <laughs> but Billy Graham was really famous around the world. I mean, he went to South Africa, he went to Korea, millions in Korea, and so on. So, so there are some questions that, it's, uh, that would not really apply to, uh, to another preacher to another evangelist okay so those are two parts the more standard questions questions that only billy graham can answer and that those are things that you can still expect from this book but i want to just uh, say to you that there are things in this book that uh, readers would find interesting to read today things that uh, David Frost, when he wrote it, Billy Graham, when he answered those questions, and the publishers, uh, when they published this book, things that they did not ex expect uh, that uh, readers uh, today would, would be uh, processing it. For example, um, Billy Graham, uh, in this book, talks about his uh, controversial trip to preach the gospel in the Soviet Union. Uh, Graham was told, I quote here, you will get the strongest criticism from the Christian right because they will feel somehow that you are compromising with the devil. End quote. So six months ago, this reference to Cold War Soviet Union would be antiquated. It is like a world that people don't... It's like history. And today, the world finds itself wrestling with how to engage with the Soviet Union. I mean, Russia. <laughs> and uh, whether... Do, how? I mean, do you, do you send someone over there to, again, with uh, good uh, intentions and uh, Billy Graham type of uh, thing? I mean, how do, we, um, how do we engage 
with a country who is hostile against your own. So 50 years on, and we are back to the uh, same, same block, same to the same square. So there is nothing new under the sun. Another unexpected turn of events um, during the time of the publisher, time of uh, this uh, David Frost and uh, Billy Graham, is what would have happened to Billy Graham's grandson. The cover of the book proudly states, Forward by Tulian Chipvidjian. At that time, Chitvidjian was an upcoming evangelical influencer. Less than a year later, uh, he had to resign as a pastor from his church because of adultery. Since the passing of Billy Graham, the famous evangelist, we also saw the passing of Ravi Zacharias, the famous apologist. Except in the case of Zacharias, his uh, life's work the books he wrote, the speeches he gave, the people he helped, all those things are now overshadowed by the scandals that came to light after his death. So as I read parts of Billy Graham's book, and uh, I think about what has happened to his grandson and that famous uh, apologist, I, I read with a heavy heart the guy who invented the Billy Graham rule. And uh, Frost was asking this uh, Billy Graham the question, what, was, what is his greatest fear? Okay? So Billy Graham is answering the question, what is his greatest fear? I quote, His greatest fear was that I would do something or say something that will bring some disrepute on the gospel of Christ before I go. And I want the Lord to remove me before I say something or do something that would embarrass God, end quote. Now, in this book, that was just a throwaway statement. Uh, Frost included that statement, the fear of Billy Graham, as a curiosity. Isn't it funny that Billy Graham is not fearful of death, but he is fearful of embarrassing God? Ah, if only we had the same fear. So there are some parts of the book where, as you read it, you find that, hmm, uh, as the people prepared it, spoke about it, and published it, it is now being received in a manner that it's, uh, it's worth reflecting on. The book ends, okay, the book ends on a poignant note. I won't spoil the ending. I'll just say that it was a surprise ending to me. There is no final reflection or concluding thoughts from David Frost, the writer. The book ends with David Frost, the interviewer. The book ends with David Frost sitting across a pastor. It made me wonder, after drawing out the life of Billy Graham, the simple preacher drawing this man out for the public, did David Frost hear the simple gospel for his own heart and soul? In conclusion, if you are a big Billy Graham fan, you have read all the books, you have listened to all the sermons, I don't know how much you would gain from this book. Um, if you know him, he's basically the same guy that you read over here. For myself, I know the name, but not so much the man. 
Much of what I know comes from bits and pieces, and I knew more about Billy Graham in the year he passed away because of all the tributes that were coming forth, that was flooding the internet. So when I read, read this book, I thought it was a very nice format, especially for those who are not so committed to read Billy Graham. There are many biographies of him, I'm sure, but you may not know enough of Billy Graham to want to hear his whole life story from cradle to grave. It's kind of an investment in time. You want to know, do you, is it worth that investment? In that sense, Frost's book is a light read, which can convince you that this simple preacher is indeed worth finding out what all the fuss is about. Billy Graham wrote many books on various topics. But instead of reading all those books, you can get a taste, a small sampling, from Frost's book here. The nice thing about Frost's book is that we read Graham's own words from those interviews. Nobody wants to read pages and pages of interview transcripts, so Frost has wisely connected the interview's uh, excerpts with his own observation. I want to highlight that these are observations from a guy whose lifetime job was to interview the fabulously rich and famous and powerful. He has interviewed so many personalities and characters. In this book, he clearly enjoyed Billy Graham's conversation and the life that Billy Graham had. Read this book and uh, you might enjoy their conversation too. This is a Reading and Reader's Review of Billy Graham, Candid Conversations with a Public Man by David Frost. 224 pages published by David C. Cook in August 2014. Available for $11.99 in Faith Life and $9.89 in Amazon Kindle at the time of this recording. If you are looking for more candid book reviews on a variety of topics, be sure to subscribe to Reading and Readers, a podcast where I review Christian books for you. Or visit the website www.readingandreaders.com for transcripts, show notes, and contact details. Contact me, email me, and let's surprise each other with hopefully a good conversation. Until then... Thank you for listening.